going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. Yo, what's going on, people? You know who it is? After hours live in the man cave, and we about to bring y'all some of the most electrifying. I'm your host Tay Wiggs. This your co-host Martin. And first and foremost. Everything that's going on in the sports world. Marcus, what you got on tap for us right now? Uh, you know, I think we need to start off, you know, since we ain't been been here in a minute, we got we to gotta get that Super Bowl out of the way. Um, you know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs were victorious. You know, uh, one of our alumni, uh, Trav Kelsey, you know, he, he got that Super Bowl ring. Now, both the Kelsey brothers got Super Bowl rings. Killer Trav, um, killer Trav. And, and uh, the, the Chiefs are just really the comeback kids. I mean, I think they're, they're the only team um, in a playoff run to be down every single playoff game but to come back and win it. Uh, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes is, you know, he the next guy. You know, he's, he's about to replace that uh, somebody we're probably going to talk about later, Mr. Tom Brady. Right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. That's what we call Patrick Mahomes, boy. Watching that Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, dude is poised. He can run. And I want to say this before we start talking about Patrick Mahomes. He broke the Madden curse. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes broke the Madden. Everybody that been on Madden, all the people injured, yeah. out of all the people, so everybody, Caitlin Hillis robbed the Cleveland Browns with a paycheck. Gronkowski got injured. Tom Brady went through his injury. Michael Vick went to jail after his his Madden his Madden debut. Marshall Funk came down with turf toe. Sean Alexander had a good year with the Seahawks. He can't rush on them more than five yards the next following year. Um, Eddie George, they came up short in the Super Bowl, literally short of one yard. So I'm just looking at all only people that actually survived the Madden curse is Patrick Mahomes. I know people won't get a kick out this one, and John Madden because he's on the he's on the, he was on the cover for a couple <laughs> years before it fair started. So this man's ranking in bank. Um, Patrick Mahomes, but that's the Super Bowl. Look at this this John Kansas City team. We always talking about their flaws. Like I told everybody, I said everybody's picking. The Patriots win the Super Bowl. I said it was going to be a team that was going to shock us. I was going to get there and win the Super Bowl. It could be either one of these two teams that played from San Francisco to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, people question their defense all year long. The Chiefs ain't going to be there. Their defense gave up big plays. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. they really matter, when they really matter, Marcus, when the Kansas City went out there, they made the most of it. I'm looking at two corners that they had for, at, on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They all they played for the Redskins last season. They gave up on them and want to bring them back. What that may be, and they became Super Bowl champions. Now I thought, you know, everybody picked the, the Super Bowl MVP was Patty Mahomes. I thought the MVP should have went to Damian Williams, the running back, three touchdowns. Yeah, he did. he, he did had them, um, them, them rushes late. Like he had a playoff run too, though, Marcus. Eleven, t- he had eleven touchdowns in the postseason. Last person to do that, I think, was Torrell Davis. Oh, the Broncos. Okay. Yes, TD. Mile High Salute, TD. Hall of Famer. <laughs> Um, when you look at a team like that, you know, Andy Reid, who's been there before, and everybody's going with San Francisco, oh, their defense is this, this, all right, okay, we, everybody say defense wins championships, but their defense had it where the Chiefs was down, and their defense let them back in the game. So when you're looking at the key opponents of this game, Mark, what did you take away when you see from the San Francisco 49ers on defense? Do you think they got to relax, or do you think they was feeling themselves a little bit, that they had the game in the, the, game in the, in the basket? I think they got too relaxed. I think they, like you said, they'll start feeling themselves. They do it every, just about every game. I mean, even in the regular season, 
You know, they're the only defense I know that uh, religiously has a team celebration. Uh, a lot of it's because, you know, they're always making plays. But in this case, this is the Super Bowl against Patty, Patty Mahomes. They should have they been watching the, the Chiefs like, yeah, we got to keep we got to keep it up. We got to be all business this time. But you know, they got a little bit ahead of themselves. And, um, you know, like you said, Mr. Williams had a night. Patrick Mahomes had a night. Uh, even uh, even our high school alum, uh, Mr. Kelsey, he had a night. Like everybody's after they start celebrating, that's when they really Killer turn it on. Yeah, Killer trap. And to be honest with you, piggyback on that celebration. Not only was they celebrated, you see the they defensive coordinator, right? What's his name? Raham Salam Salama. <laughs> so like that. So like that. For the, for the Browns, um, defensive guy, defensive coach. Yeah. Every time they made a big play, he ran straight to the coach. To Kyle Shanahan, like they going the game, like yeah, let's go, let's go. The one thing by me sitting down reading books, reading the uh, uh, Art of War, the the enemy of the the, the person. I, I want to read this when I was reading this book. The strong doesn't show their weakness, but that team showed their weakness. They was good. They showed their weakness. They would celebrate like the game was over. You cannot mm-hmm. do that to your opponent. You're showing your opponent up. They watching you from the sideline, like, yo, hey, you see this? Hey, Frank Clark, you see this? Hey, man, they think they won the game already. They think they won already. The game ain't over. Every time they made a big play on defense, got to stop. The coaches, the defensive coordinator was celebrating. Yeah, we won. Yeah, let's go, let's go. But, but did you see their faces when Patty Mahomes had that ball? And he was driving down the field. They, they had too much time on the clock for Patty Mahomes anyway in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They scored too fast. And Patty Mahomes, we said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do our play. We're going to win it. And they can't stop him. And now, we, we, without, when it comes down to the signs of it, other 49ers, they got a good defense. But their defense was vulnerable. They found the weakness in their defense. And Daryl Revis, you're going to get a kick out of this if you listen to this. You said that, that Richard <laughs> Sherman can't play man defense. And the first thing that came did. to my head, the first thing that came to my head was when I was watching it, I said, yo, he, I've been saying this for so long. For so long, I had football talking to my people. I said, you know, they said, are you a Richard Sherman fan, Dante? I said, no. I I, do. I said, I, I like his game. But I'm not a fan of the position that he plays. He don't play man defense. He's always in the cover. It's almost like Steph Curry in basketball. Some people will tell you Steph Curry's a great defender. He's not a great defender because if you're on the weak side of the defense, you get your, two bit, you get your two-headed monsters at the top of the two-three. Your two-three is the strongest. The two guys at the top mm-hmm. is your strong defense line. So you got – and, and, and for the Warriors, you would have a Clay Thompson up there on the two three, and you would have Draymond. Everything else in the back is just reliable. I can just play the passing lanes with, with the two guys on the outside, and my center control the middle. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I'm looking at Richard Sherman, watching the game, my feet up, and he was playing. He was trying to play man defense. He was getting torched by Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. Like I'm saying, Richard. I'm saying now. I said now, Richard. That's what you got to say now. You got torched. Your your helmet. Face matches in the dirt with Sammy with Sammy um, Watkins broke you off. Easy money. And Richard and Jerry said, I told you you can't play. I told you you can't play, man. Because all he do is play zone. And I think I think the 49ers got away from their zone defense, what made them made them, the, the Chiefs turn the ball over, Marcus. Now what you gotta say about that? About Mr. Richard Sherman, the Shermanator, what they call him. So because I thought he was gonna come up big. And Richard Sherman's been on himself yeah. too much, Marcus. He was getting shredded. He was getting shredded out there. I mean, say, uh, they whole, um, you know, they wide receiver core, you know, you know, when they introduced them, they introduced them as the Legion of Zoom. You know, the, it's a play on the Legion of Doom, uh, 
which Richard Sherman was once a part of. Mm-hmm. And they, they, uh, anybody he was over their guard, they were open a, a good percentage of the plays in that second half, I would say, you know, right after they start really getting it going. And Sammy Watkins put this man on the meme on that uh, Enzo run. <laughs> what was right. that Sammy Watkins? I don't think I think it was Williams who put him on the meme when he scored that uh, that touchdown. On, um, what was it? It was his second touchdown, I think. And said uh, Richard Sherman tried to grab him. Didn't quite get there. <laughs> didn't quite get there. He ate the duck. <laughs> you almost had it. Nope. Didn't get right. there. He's you know he always started controversy and um, you know he he starts some some good conversations in regards to things that's going on. You know, in a culture, but he talked a lot, a lot of junk about you know uh, football players and about his skill set. You know, I know right. a little bit older in the two, but he did not prove it in Super Bowl. He kind of got exposed. Only, right. The only thing about Richard Sherman he has over certain DBs is the height. His length and height makes up for a lot of his interceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, now he had that rant when you line up against a bum, a bum receiver like Michael Crabtree, like, like. Like, come on, are you serious? Let's be honest. Like, he was in his own defense, bro. <laughs> like, come on. You're not playing these guys. You're not like a Daryl Reeves. You're not like a Patrick Patterson. You're not like a Denzel Ward or these uh, Deion Sanders. You're not out there on that island. You're not. Not on Reeves Island. Like, you don't even have an island named under him. Like, you knew when they call you Reeves Island, you already <laughs> knew when that man put that 2 four on. You know he's picking the ball up. You like he's a shut down corner. You're not catching Nathan <laughs> on that side. Nathan, you might be you might be lucky to get one catch on him or two catches, but no more than forty yards. I very seldom see Rich uh, Daryl Revis give up uh, a game where somebody has eight catches for almost 150 yards. That was unheard of for him. You better throw to that other side. <laughs> right. You better start changing them play calls at the line when you see me out there on the right. on the right side. You Richard, Sherman, the right. Richard Sherman's up here was giving up almost a catch for every sixteen to seventeen yards, getting torched. He's, hey, what our coaches say? Like your feet is stuck in the sand, there, young man. That's what it looked like. His feet was stuck in the sand. He couldn't move. Like you said, Mark, he's always starting controversy with his NFL peers, and guess what? It came back and bit him because because the real legion the bull. Yeah, he's part of that team, but you know, everyone knows what Chancellor and um, Earl Thomas and Bobby Wagner. Because them guys still putting on hitting on doing their thing. Like Richard Sherman, he's okay. He's okay. I can't knock what he's doing, but he's not one of my favorite DBs. You don't see me going around talking about man. You see Richard Sherman, man, he's nice. He okay. He ain't he okay. Um, um when you look at this, you know, about the Chiefs, they finally did it for Andy Reid. And he get that Super Bowl ring, and he finally won it. This this right here will automatically now put him into the Hall of Fame class once he retires from the NFL and he got raised four or five years. I have to do it now. And I think I think the Chiefs did it right. This team, like you said, Marcus, they the comeback kids for real. But this team is scary good. Like all you have to just clean up a little bit of things on defense. The offense is straight. Just clean up a little bit of things on defense. Right. They, they keep right here again. This team can. This team has potentially to be a dynasty. They have everything that they want. You gotta get your young tight end, get you your quarterback, you got your two receivers. They may lose one. They may lose Sammy Watkins a free agency. Who knows? Um before before I leave off San Fran, before we get down to the Super Bowl, we're gonna wrap it up with the Super Bowl real quick, Marcus. When I watched the San Francisco 49ers often, we found out why Jimmy G, we found out why San Francisco was running the ball. Jimmy G can't really pass that ball like that. He threw a lot of interceptions and he threw a 
He threw a pass with his eyes closed. <laughs> he said he threw a pass with his eyes closed. I mean, one of them in- interceptions sure did look like he closed his eyes when he threw that ball. I mean, he threw it right to the defender. For you know, out of every two, out of every three balls that he threw, Marcus, it was getting tipped or de- uh, deflected at the line. So that's why he was running Raheem Mostert and the running backs like that because Kyle Shanahan didn't trust the arm of Jimmy G yet. We're not gonna let we're not gonna let Kyle Shanahan off the hook. It was about three years ago that this team was up. He was the offensive coordinator for Atlanta Falcons. They was up twenty to three, and the Pats came back and beat them and patted them right out the stadium. There you go. Three years now later, four years later, three to four years later, he's the head coach in the Super Bowl. His team is up. And what does he do? They blow the game again. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. blow a lot of Super Bowls and real low key. <laughs> they blew a lot of Super Bowls. They he blew two Super Bowls. And he could have had easily two rings. And gotta trust you. You gotta trust your team, man. What got you there? You gotta stick to it. If you kept running the ball, if he was kept running the ball like he's supposed to, they would. They probably would have beat the Chiefs. That's what they was doing. That's what they was. Well, Jimmy G threw one touchdown. That's what they was doing in the first half. They was running the ball down the Chiefs' throat. The Chiefs had no answers. The only way the Chiefs had an answer for them, they got back on offense and, and get some. Uh, and had to score that way. But other than that, if they kept running the ball, they would have beat them. And they didn't. So hey, it was getting too hot in that kitchen. They had to do something different. Right. So now moving right along, XFL debut. Did you watch any of the XFL, Marcus? Did you partake in it? Nah, I can't. Not gonna be able to do it. Didn't do it. <laughs> well, I don't think I watched t- two minutes of it. Right. Out of three point three million viewers this past week in the XFL, I'm not gonna lie. Me, I sat down and watched. I watched the DC, the DC Defenders. You know, their quarterback was Cardell, Cardell Shotgun Jones. You know, he was 11-0 as a starter as a quarterback. You know, they got their first win. The other day, was Saturday, was a debut. It's 12-0. I like what they had, especially on the kickoff, the kickoff game. So, basically, you got the guys, some guys lined up on the 30, the other guys lined up on the 35. The kicker would kick the ball back to all the way back on the other team opposing 20-yard, whatever, 20, 30-yard line. Kicks the ball away. The guys are so close to each other, it prevents a lot of impact hit. So, when the, the – uh, the defense can't cross the line to once they either the ball clear 20, go, go into the 20-yard line, or the, the receiver catches the ball. Once he catches the ball, it's on from there. I like that. It's a little safer. Uh, it, they got a very innovative thing. Now, I was looking at most of the games. Most of their games in the stadiums was pretty much was a packed house. I, I don't know. I can't say sold out, but it was a packed house. I'm looking at some of the former guys they had in the NFL. That did they thing. You had Bryce Jones who played for the, for the um, New York Guardians, which is another Cleveland Heights alumni. Play play safety. Um, he actually played high school football mistakenly with Travis. To be honest with you, um, I'm looking at DC. Like I said, the guys who play in NFL. You know, like I said, I just mentioned Bryce Jones. You had cornerback who played for the defend. I mean, for the New York Guardians, a Cleveland Heights alumni. Uh, he had two interceptions. This past weekend in that game, which they won too, you know he had he had a short stint with the Houston Texans. Uh, you had DC defenders like I said, Cardell Jones, the quarterback, who played he played for the Chargers. You had Josh Johnson, the Redskins, who was a quarterback for the Redskins last season. He played for the LA Wildcats. You had a Tampa Bay Vipers. Got Antonio Callaway. We all know about him playing for the Cleveland Browns wide receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. You had he played. You got the Dallas Renegades. You had Landry Jones who was the quarterback. For, was he was the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? He had Marquette King, who was the punter for the for the, um, now what we call the Oakland, not the Oakland Raiders no more. They were going to be known as now as 
the Las Vegas Raiders. She played for the Seattle Battlehawks. New York Guns have Matt Glenn, who played for who was the backup quarterback. Derek Carr, out there for the Raiders. You had the Houston Rookers had Sammy Coates, who was the wide receiver, who had a stint with the Browns and also played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You had the St. Louis Battle Hawks had another guy named Christian Michael, who was the running back for the Seahawks. So I'm looking at the product they had out there, and they're, they got guys who actually play on that level, who understand it. They're not just doing anything out there. These are pretty much guys who've been on practice squad teams, who are not getting a look. They thought, hey, I'm going to get this XFL a try. And I thought they got something good in their hands with all these new things. I like some of the color schemes, the uniforms. I'm a, For the uniforms? I get a uniform like an A, like an A, an A plus. Because some of the uniforms okay. right up there with the NFL jerseys. To be honest with you, um, I like how they got the sideline reporters on the sideline right there. If you do something wrong, hey, why you put an interception? They was answering, look like they got had to have to answer this. They right there in your face, and and their commissioner is uh, Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's father. Oh really? So yes. Okay. So I'm looking that. at. So you got a lot of guys that was like trying to get their spot back, like coaching wise or former NFL players, or the or some of the coaches right here in the in the XFL. This what I did like the no thirty five second clock. It's twenty five second, twenty five second clock. The clock stops when you get tackled down, but when you get back up, the clock runs again. So you got to hurry all your guys up to the line of scrimmage and get the and get the uh and get the plays ready. We just thought it was a faster-paced game. It was, it was very, it looked very exciting. As a debut, I'm a, as a debut, you know, and you know, everybody loved the NFL. You know, people in the NFL at age guys. But as a debut for the XF for the XFL, man, give me an A minus. A minus. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, giving it the vote of approval. The reason I'm giving the A minus, I still see coaches is holding up their play calling issue up to their mouth, trying to hide the plays that they're calling. But they so crazy. The quarterback has the helmet on. And you can listen to the play that they saying right there. They tell you run X, Y, Z on the half bash slant on three. Let's go. Like, why you got the thing up to your mouth? And everybody around the world can hear your play. So that's the reason I give it an A minus. But everything else, I loved it. I loved it. Okay. Uh, all right. One more about the NFL. Tom Brady. So the speculation going around that Tom Brady, Marcus, may be headed to Big D, Dallas, Texas. Big D. That Prescott may be getting traded really? to, the, to the Patriots. That's the speculation going around. Been seeing that all through social media, TV. Now, if, if they make that move, would Jerry Jones risk his risk all of that for a 41-year-old quarterback? I mean, he got a running back, got a nice receiver <laughs> for Amari Cooper. Expecting that Amari Cooper may be on the move. You know, with the contract that he just so. What I mean, I'm starting to think the Big D stand for big drama. It's always something with these guys. Always. Ooh, he said big drama. They're not TNT knows drama. We know. <laughs> right. We know Jerry Jones. You know drama. For you sure. know who start you know the funny thing about it, Mark, you said they know drama. Guess who spread it is? Guess who said it? Your boy Michael Irvin himself. Oh. <laughs> he was like, Come on, Mike. He says, he said, let's be clear now. There's a very significant people around the organization saying that that TB could be on his way to Big D. You know, I'm saying this on Michael Irvin's voice. Because, you know, what Michael Irvin says, you know, you know, he, you know, he plant his seed. Yes, I, I plant my seed. Because I'm from the U, baby. <laughs> now, if that happens, will that make the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl contenders? You know, they've been contenders. Since, they've been trying to get back to Super Bowl since 95, Mark. I was in the fifth grade. So... And, and to quote Tom Brady, 
I would not be wearing a red blazer because you know they had the, the 100 year anniversary of the best players in NFL history. He said I would not, I would not be wearing a red blazer to the Super Bowl next year. So basically, he's telling you I'm gonna be in the Super Bowl next year. I'm not putting on none of that stuff. It's gonna wait. Okay, he he, he believes. Do you believe Tom Brady has enough juice in the tank to go out there and get Pete? and get a team over the hump, which, you know, Dallas do have a good offensive line. Dallas is good, you know. Uh, they running back is Zeke Elliott. He's good, you know. Their current wide receiver, their top wide receiver, Amari uh, Cooper, he's good. <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott, he's good. Tom Brady is, nah, it's not going to, I don't see it happening. I think we've seen Tom Brady in his last Super Bowl. Sorry, Tom. It's so not going to work Tom, out. So, I don't care what team he on. If he on the Patriots, if he on Dallas, uh, the only way he'll get there is if he a backup for Patrick Mahomes. That's the only way he gonna see a Super Bowl. Ooh, he said backup for Patty Mahomes. I had to wipe my shirt off and throw my muscle flex up one time. <laughs> for that one. Uh, but me personally, I do think his best years is behind him. I think that'd be a tough division for Tom Brady to play in because he had he probably dominate the Redskins. Uh, you got the Redskins in the division, the Eagles, and the Giants. Nobody ain't saying nothing. He can go play for the Giants. You know, it's a, it's a couple teams out here. But I, I, I think I see Tom. Me personally, because I, I think the Chargers are moving on from Phillip Rivers. You know, his family. He's a South Carolina kid. Went to school down there. You know, he lives in the offseason. He lives in Florida, too, as well. Right now, I think the Chargers will be a good fit for Tom Brady. They're going to a new stadium. You're talking yeah. about selling some, some TB12 jerseys there? You're talking about Tom Brady? He's at number one selling jersey in California. He is from California, too, as well. All right. Yeah, that would. I think that would be a good fit for him, too. You know, replace an old guy with an old guy. But, you know, I've been hearing y'all guy down there in the Carolinas, uh, Mr. Cam Newton, maybe on his way to, to uh, what is it? Where are they going? Are they going to Vegas or to California? Ooh. Oh, the Raiders? No, the, the Chargers, they're in California, right? Yep. Yeah, I think he going to the coast. Ooh. I think it's a better uh, chance that we see uh, former MVP Cam Newton in a Charger jersey before uh, Tom Brady. I mean, I don't think things are looking up for Tom. I, mean, I think he might want to hang it up. Ooh, Tom Brady. Man, hey, if the guys think he's still watching and play, Marcus, you're going to believe that. I mean, look at all the guys. They got Marquis Jordan. He played basketball too. He's about 40, 41. He's averaging still at the, right now is considered an NBA record in history, averaging 25 and 5. And he missed the playoffs that year by one game. So you're looking at what Marquis Jordan did for the Wizards in that one year he had with Richard Hamilton, Kwame Brown, a.k.a. the landlord. Um, <laughs> you're looking at different things that they, they, that they did. So anything is possible. As long as it, the whole thing is your body is your temple. If you keep that temple clean and cleansed, you can, you can play sports forever because you got pitchers, MLB, that go out there and still be pitching baseballs at 45 years old and still throwing a high heat. You had guys, for once, I mean, I knew when I was a kid, I'm not a Yankees fan, but he was like one of my Yankees favorites was Chili Davis because he was old. He was still hitting balls up to park. So at the end of the day, if, if, your body, if your body can tolerate it, why not go for it? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, LeBron James is a good example of that. Right. Father time? They say, who? It's my time. <laughs> All right. This is what we want to talk about now. We know NBA basketball. 
the NBA trades. So, you know, everybody's situated with the trades. We want everything to calm down before we jump right into it. But you get the trades that some of these teams made. Which one, which trade caught, out of all these trades, Marcus, which trade caught you by surprise? Like, what? They really made that trade? How? You wouldn't expect them to trade this, this piece. There's probably two of them. Um, you know, one that nobody care about here in Cleveland, Drummond. To, yeah, uh, surprise. John Hinson, I mean, Brandon Knight. Yeah. Yeah, they, they traded them to the Cavs for basically nothing, you know, uh, a bag of Cheetos and, um, and a soda pop. That's what they traded them for. Ooh. Like, the Cavs, they, they give up nothing for them. Uh, and then the other trade. one, mm-hmm. the other one, you know, that's going to, I think, probably might return these these Warriors to glory is Andrew Wiggins and D'Angelo Russell. I mean, because now the, the Warriors are basically the 2015 16 Warriors, you know, that, that's, that, that team that won 73 games and won the loss of the cast, I think they back to that, you know, just replace Harrison Barnes with Andrew Wiggins. And I think Andrew Wiggins may be a little better than Harrison Barnes. Yeah, because when I'm looking at Andrew Wiggins and I look at that, because, you know, nobody tops to Kevin Durant. <laughs> you know, Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> is right in the, Andrew Wiggins is right in the middle. When I look right. at that Warriors team and they deal with that trade, I said, wow, okay, Andrew Wiggins, I wasn't expecting that, but I knew they had to give up something. They knew that D'Angelo Russell – wanted to play with Carl Anthony Towns. But if you, mm-hmm. if you rewind that back about four or five months ago, when when he was on his way probably going back to L.A. to play for the Lakers, probably D'Angelo Russell, the Warriors came right in quick and said, no, we'll make a trade for you. Because they knew, <laughs> they knew deep down inside, and our, we, our record is what it is. We're going to stop piling these draft picks, and we're going we're gonna to compete. We're going to compete for a championship next year. Which was the, the, the right move. Mm-hmm. The right move. All right, Steph Curry want to come back in March. All right, Steph, I'll play about four or five games and say, say you played this season and give it a go, and I'll shut it down. I'll shut it down because the team in the, the team got three second-round draft picks. For the, I think they got three second-round draft picks. I think they got one for this year, next year, and they got one for this year, the year after next year, in, 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 in 2023. Yeah, if, if they, and I still think for some way that they will move Draymond Green in the summertime because I'm, okay. I'm looking at this. Ups, look, the re, now, follow me now. Now, the reason I'm saying this, Marcus, I'm looking at Pascal, Eric Pascal, the rookie out of Villanova. Yeah, he's been doing – he's been good. He's going to be – he's going to be first-team all-rookie team at the NBA. Quote my words on that. When I'm, look, when I'm looking at the way his upside is, he, he defends, he can shoot the ball, he can move – he can, he, can, he, can, he can move off the dribble. He can, remember, he can shoot off the dribble. He can dribble the ball. He defends. He can post. He can do a little bit of everything. Now, now – when you go back to Draymond, Draymond's on a score like that. We've seen games where Pascal has came out and scored twenties and thirties, and Draymond Green is not that score. Like this was supposed to be the year when Draymond's like, you know what? No Steph and Clay's gone. Let me show the team what I can really do. And the thing he's been that's been with him so far is injuries, still yelling at people, still on these wolf tickets. Nobody's not scared, <laughs> Draymond Green. You're not a factor on the floor. And some of the games you did play a whole game. You only you not even get you not even getting like ten points. I think you average eight. <laughs> so we see yeah, the real. We see the real. We see how we see what your ceiling is. You're an average player. You're a jag. Just another guy right now. <laughs> he said he a jag. Just another guy That's right stupid. now. So once so once the other two horses come back, he gonna be Draymond and old talking trash on on your players behind. Now he gonna play defense all at the end of the day. Draymond Green gonna talk you out your game. You stupid to fall for it, right? That's that's so, one thing he is good for talking to people out their games. 
Right. He charged up the game so much. Now you shooting. Now you are shooting two for seventeen. Draymond cannot carry a team. I think he will get moved in the summertime for the right price, or for another young another young player who got some upsides for them. Um, you should that trade and that Drummond trade did call me by surprise too, Mark. You should they trade them away for some chips and <laughs> can soda. When I thought about that trade, I said. They traded. When I seen that, I told my wife, I said, man, I said, the Cavs move who? John Henson. <laughs> Only thing, John Henson, his career played no more than 10 games in the season for all the teams he played for. Right. Brandon Knight ain't been the same since Kyrie, Ir- Kyrie Irving put him on skates in the rookie sophomore game. Um, right, and he was on Detroit then. <laughs> he's on Detroit then. He's going back to, he going back to the big D. <laughs> um, I think Detroit blowing it up. I think, they, I think they know something that we don't know, Marcus. Blake Griffin's they injured. Have- Blake yep. Griffin's out of there. I think he's coming back. I don't, I don't see him coming back. At least now, not this season. Right. Well, we got an Andre Drummond. I'm like, okay. That's all right. Cool. If we lose Tristan Thompson to Kevin Love in the summertime, we still got this young guy here. You see, we'll pick up his contract offer if it need be. He will do that. So if he pick that up, his ad piece, the Cavs not blowing it all the way like some of the teams do. You know, you know what I'm saying? Our 2016 window is four years in. You know, people still talk about that. It's still sweet. It still sit good with some people. Some people it don't. But uh, I think True. the Cavs, Cavs need to do something because right now Colin Saxton, man, he played like <laughs> our guy. He played like our friend that we went to at the park with. His name was Cross Eye Rico. He ain't a shot he didn't like. You gonna pass to the ball, Rico? He's a guy. You like no man. Had the whole lane over. He going to get blocked. He didn't score his points. But the whole thing was passing was not in his his vocabulary. I don't think he can spell pass. It's like Colin Saxon, okay? <laughs> we know you can score, bro. We know you can score, right. probably, but you cannot be out here with 20 points, with one assist. You got guys like Tristan Thompson who averaged about three assists a game. Kevin Love will get you four. It's rubbing <laughs> off on Darius Garland now because he's like, man, shit, he ain't passed. I don't have to pass. <laughs> right. Garland had the, he had a little streak where he was averaging like eight assists a game, but then... Colin Sexton get on the floor and just mess up the whole vibe. That man need to come off the bench. You know, I, I kind of mentioned in the last pod, like, they need to start Kevin Porter and, and right. move Colin to the bench. <laughs> like, he'll give, he good. He good in that Lou Williams role, but now nah, I don't know about the starting lineup. Right. He, and the Cavaliers backcourt last night, oh, my God. They were 7 for 24. 7 for 24. And Paul, and Paul George is hitting step back threes. Stephen the joint one ain't 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 it. Step back threes. <laughs> my daughter's like, Daddy, my seat ain't going all the way down. I said, Why? I don't know. So I, you know me, you know, see what's wrong with my daughter's seat. Let me see what's wrong with that. You know, girls and they brush their hair and comb their hair in the seat. So I uh, t- took the thing off with a stopper is put out hairball. That's what Colin Sachs and Darius Garner like a bunch of hairballs clogging up his seat. <laughs> Don't know when to pass the ball. Pass the I'm, I'm yelling at the TV like, John Ben, like, you're not going to see him? Because when you was coaching that history, <laughs> they did that. You sitting that guy. You're not going to see him? I'm like, lost call. Yeah, you have to say one. Uh, no, this I know just. Okay, you got another? All right. No, no, go ahead. Were you about to say Colin Saxon? Uh, I, I was going to say, I know uh, Colin Saxon is a high draft pick. I know he is. Right. What's that, man? That man got to come off the bench. <laughs> he no, he's like you said, he's clogging up drains. <laughs> right, he don't know what passing is, Mark. But I'm gonna tell you about the, the trade that caught me by surprise. 
The trade that caught me by surprise was Marcus Morris getting traded from New York, I mean, from Washington to the Clippers. Clippers. Because Marquise Marquise plays for uh, the Knicks. When they traded him, it's like, wow, and IT got traded. You know, know, ever since Isaiah Thomas' sister passed away, you can't find a break in the league. He was that guy. He got traded and released. And released from the Clippers. It was it was, it, it kind of hurting me because he see posted like yeah glad to get a new start for the Clippers I can't wait can't wait to play for the Clippers I'm heading home back on the West Coast you know he's from I think he's from Washington mm-hmm. he's, I'm heading home I'm pretty much close to home it's glad to be home after he said that do you know an hour later they released him that's tough Man, very tough not, not only are you going home you are going home. <laughs> 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 You go home, home, son. <laughs> you know, I, I I believe in them because pretty much the same height. You know, five seven, five eight, and you know, Tony said, "Man, Isaiah Thomas stink." I said, "Can you beat him?" He gonna say, "Yes." Yeah. You don't train like how he does. These are professional athletes who train every day to better their craft. He trains every day on your on his craft. You don't train every. We don't train like we're supposed to every day on our basketball craft. Um. Tony said, give me his Tony said, man, after he played, I think he played that one year in Boston. He had that good year. He said, give him about 45 years. Isaiah Thomas won't be in the league. He may be on to something that I didn't see. He may be the next rock um Nate Robinson. Because you no, know, he's the last, he's the he's the other point guard who has that same height, who went to the same college as Isaiah from, Thomas. From Washington, too. Yeah. From Washington. Look, he's not in the league. You talk about the one year against in the playoffs. He had played against the Cavaliers. He put LeBron James in the glass. He pretty much carried that Bulls team off the bench into the playoffs. So you're looking at areas since he had that stint, it was nowhere from to be found. Now Isaiah Thomas from the same thing. He, he goes from having an MVP type year almost three years ago to now he can't even keep a job in the league. Disappointing. So you look at that trade with, with the Clippers got. The Clippers got a bully and, and, and the Morris twins, but the big man they got. Zubat, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I really don't. Like, you don't get he's nothing sketchy. out of him. He's, he's, he's very sketchy. Then, two, with the other trades, I thought the Miami Heat got real better. Andre mm-hmm. Iguodala, they got your defender, Andre Iguodala. Solomon Hill's a three-point shooter. Jay Crowder's another defender. So, they, so you're looking at Jay Crowder, you know, a little food for thought. He's teaming back up. With Jimmy Butler, they played together at Marquette University. Him and Wesley Matthews. You know Wesley Matthews played for the Bucks, but you got Jay Crowder and you got Jimmy Buckets on the same team that un- that's, that could talk that talk and understand what they want to do on defense, which is going to be a huge threat to some teams in the NBA playoffs. I thought that was wow. a great move. Um, like I said, man, we said it before, Marcus. That man that sit down there in the third row. With the slip back, with the suit on, <laughs> we know we know him as Pat Riley. Showtime Pat. He won an NBA. <laughs> look, he won a national title at Kentucky. He won the NBA title as an NBA player for the Lakers. He won one. He won a couple of times as an NBA coach for the Lakers and the Miami Heat. He has won a championship as a GM for the Miami Heat. This guy, Pat Riley, is all about winning. You get the job done. <laughs> get the job done. Um, I think it was huge. 
Because with that trade, Justin Winslow go from the Heat and he goes to the Grizzlies. But you know, can he stay healthy to give the Grizzlies a fighting chance? Deion Waiters get traded there and he got released. I thought I thought the Lakers the Lakers should pick up Deion Waiters. I think it just probably be a great move for him because I think the Lakers need another attacking guard since Darren Collins said he wants to stay retired for right now. And you got Gordy, you got Gordy Dane who actually played for the Wolves. He wants to give the Wolves much help. Yeah, they they set. I mean, I I can't wait until and, the the Memphis Grizzlies play the the Heat though. <laughs> I cannot wait for that game. I'm trying to find it. I'm gonna circle it because the them young Grizzlies that they don't appreciate uh, Andre Iguodala not you know not suiting up for them at all, treating them like the treating them like you know some no good rooks. They don't appreciate it. appreciate that. So when they play the uh, Heat, they gonna they gonna be bringing it to uh, Iggy. Exactly, I feel the same. I feel the same way too. Uh, just the moves they make, and this team is fearless. Do you guys, James Johnson hitting from the Heat to Timberwolves? So do, do, do you understand what Pat Riley just did? I'm looking at the I'm looking at Deion Waiters getting moved, Marcus, right? Right. And James Johnson. Remember those two guys who got in trouble in the airplane. <laughs> so he had two hands. So Pat Riley know what he's doing. So, He's no nonsense guy. Then with the other trade, you got D'Angelo Russell going playing back with Corey Anthony Towns. They teamed it back up since the first time since they played in high school. I mean, so I hope that work out for him. Uh, I really do. You know, they was they talking about, you know, Big Perk uh-huh. and uh, I can't think of the other who else was on that show on the jump. They was talking about him like, you know, Anthony Towns is waiting for uh D'Angelo off the plane, like it's time, you know. Perk, like, it's time for what? <laughs> so I hope it work out for them. <laughs> but I really the do. Have had a one, look, they haven't had the markets. Look, Timberwolves haven't had a one-two punch since the big ticket and stuff on Marbury. Oh, man. That's so just two decades ago. Ticket. Right, I go back to the ticket and Starberry. Like I said, you got Maurice Harkless. I know that hurt him to go from the Clippers. You go from a number two seed team to one of the worst teams in the league. So Maurice Harkins goes to the Knicks, and the 2021 first round draft pick goes to New York too as well. And the Wizards got Jerome Robinson, the 76ers. These guys didn't move a lot too. I think these guys move around like U-Haul trucks. Alice Burks and Glenn <laughs> Robinson third, and the second round yep. draft pick. That, and that is crazy because I thought Alice Burke was was going to be a nice player playing in Utah. You know, a nice shooting guard who could shoot a nice 15 footer, who who could penetrate and go to the hole. But it's, I want to know why is he keep moving around like that? Is it because the contract, or is that, or he's just that piece? People just, they, he could just trade around just because of the contract that he has. Yep, I definitely think they deemed what you did, the second part, you know, the latter. They deemed Another, him as the guy to trade around. <laughs> yeah, you look at Glenn Robinson the third, which I thought he came out of college too early when he was at Michigan. I thought he should have stayed one more year so the game could develop more. Another guy who's been on the move a lot. Like we know about we know about Big Glenn Robinson, Big Dog. Big Dog. His dad was a bucket. His dad was a his dad wasn't the fastest. Anything when he was at Purdue, Big Dog was a bucket. Glenn Robinson, Glenn Robinson, the second. I mean, he's junior. My bad. Glenn Robinson, Glenn Robinson Jr. was a bucket. I thought this hurt. The, I thought this really hurt the Seventy Sixers right here when they when they got rid of James Ames. So you get rid of a guy who can shoot threes and can defend. Then they then now they yep. really can't score now because because you can't like Tobias Harris contract is so huge he's not even giving you the production that you need from a guy making 180. If I'm giving you 180, 
you better be out there scoring 30 almost every night. This guy, Tobias Harris, give you 18 here, 9, 8, 7, 6, back to 18, 9, 8, 7, 6, 12, shoot up to 30. They drip, he score out of a 30 point game. He is drip, he is drip down all the way back down to the average of 12. Like the 76ers locker room has to be a mess. Don't trust <laughs> it's something going on. It's going on because even it's a reason why Jimmy Butler said, Man, these guys are soft. Now, when Ben Simmons came out saying they were soft, we I knew that y'all were soft because, like I said, Jonah B can be one of the best centers in the game if he takes his craft more serious. He right. plays for the crowd. Like, he plays for the crowd. Like, don't worry about the crowd. You didn't come in for the crowd. The crowd came there for you. So once these younger guys can get the notion in their head, don't worry about the crowd. Let's play our brand of basketball, and they're not playing their, their brand of basketball. Ben Simmons ain't shoot. That's what's going to hurt them in the playoffs. They're going to have probably another early exit in the playoffs. Second round, probably at best. But they going home. They're not a threat. Who you who can shoot on their team? Uh, who who's the rook? Besides <laughs> Josh, who who Batiste? Batiste. <laughs> then you got Josh Richardson, who's been streaky, but he actually can shoot. But he's been streaky as late. Al Horford don't really want to be there no more now. Yeah, they. they uh, There's a lot going on. And a a coach. I don't uh, trust Brad. And mental toughness, because like, they they away record is it really tell a story. I mean, that's all about mental toughness winning on the road. They, they away record is is terrible. Mm-hmm. Then Shabazz Napier on the move. He's in. He went from Minnesota to uh, to Washington Wizards. Jordan McRae went from Washington to Denver Nuggets. The Hawks got Skyler Brissier, who I actually like his upside. He going to the Hawks and Cash, and they get Darren Walton Jr. Jordan Bell been moved from the from the Timberwolves to the Grizzlies and for a second round draft pick. Like I said, the Warriors got three second-round draft picks. There's still more to come. And we announced as we're done with them NBA trades, we look at the winners and losers of these trades. I thought the winners would be the Miami Heat as the winners in the trade so far. Uh, even the Clippers actually won because they got Marcus Morris, who's another defender who could take some more heat off Kawhi Leonard if he wanted to get that extra rest day. So those guys will be very long and athletic. Losers of this trade, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to say the Timberwolves. Because I'm trying to see how they get better because, you know, Carl Anthony Towns had one of Logan's, one of the longest losing streaks by himself. I think he lost 13 straight games. They haven't won again. They finally won their first game since November 23rd. Jeez. That's the day before he, Thanksgiving. He balled out that game, the game they just won, and D'Angelo Russell yeah, didn't even play. Right. He was just Malik so Beasley. Malik Beasley's been killing it. He got I know traded Denver wish they still they, they still had him. Right. Denver wish they still had him for sure. The league's a hit or miss with certain players though, because certain players won't, won't get that chance to look because you still got to play like Willie Barton kept coming on strong again, which he always do around this time. He fade away. So you got Willie Barton coming on strong. Jamal Murray's still there and Gary Harris. So they're looking like how can we give him some playing time? Malik Beasley, that's what we're talking about. How are we going to give him some playing time? These other guys have been stepping up. So, you know, basket, you know, certain times is a hit and miss. You, if you're going like a player going to run, having 10 straight games, when he's scoring at least 15 or 17 plus, the coaches are going to ride, they're going to ride that iron out to it cool off. And that's what they're doing right now with those guys up in Denver. Um, speaking of basketball, you know, me, me and Marcus had this thing is our top three MVPs 
right now we both had Giannis at number one. Two was Bron. That we did that. So who was number three, Marcus? Who we had number three? I don't even recall who we had number three. I really well, can't remember. <laughs> really oh, can't. my bad. Luka Doncic was number three. Yes, we did. Luka Doncic. Sure. So right now, if we had to do our top three over again, who's staying and who's leaving? Who you got, Marcus? Uh, I think uh, Giannis and LeBron staying. And I got to move Luca out. I got to move Luca out for good reason. This okay. man named Dane Dollar. He has went on a historic tear, like Kobe-esque tear. You know, the late, great Kobe Bryant. That's what type of tear this man Damian Lillard is on. I'm talking, what, he's averaging 45 points, 10 assists. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't even, was it, seven straight? Um, yeah, no, not seven straight, but... He has seven 40-point games already this season. The season ain't even over yet. Right. So he got to get – I'm sorry, Luca. You got to get replaced. We got to put Dame, Dame Lillard up there. He might even be number two. Uh, I hate to move Bronny down, but he, he might even be number two. If he keep this up and he get them in the playoffs, I think you, he, he has to be a strong consideration for MVP. If he get this team right. in the playoffs and, st- and continue to put, you know, averaging 30-plus – you know, 40-plus points a game, it's very similar yeah. to when James Harden won the MVP. You know, he had that long streak where he averaged, what, he was averaging like 40 and 10. It's no different. Uh-huh. So you get, you got to give respect to that man, Dame Dollar. He's number three. I'm going to say he's number two on my list. I'm going to say it's Giannis, Dame Lillard, LeBron James. All right. I think it's almost identical. All right. I'm going to drop – I'm going to give – I'm going to keep Luca in there. Okay. I'm going to keep Luca right there at number three. I'm going to put Dame Lillard at number three. It's a tie right. Okay. The reason I'm saying that, I'm keeping Luca there, because Luca's been injured now for almost a week and a half. So he stays put. But Damian Lillard is right. The reason I put Damian Lillard right number three, because they only won 25 games in the Hector West. And you got the rising star in John Morant team, the Memphis Grizzlies, sitting right there at the A spot with 25, with 27 wins. Mm-hmm. They ain't well. going away. They ain't going away. They're not <laughs> going away. And seven games separate Dallas and Portland to get into the seventh seed. And Portland may make the playoffs. They may be an AC at best, depending on can Portland keep this high this high play up, this high energy up playing basketball. Um, number two, I'm still gonna say LeBron. We'll keep him at number two. Okay, okay keep LeBron up there. LeBron is number one. The reason I got LeBron number one, they got the best record in the West, and Milwaukee is handling the business in the East. Forty-five and seven. Everybody can tell you, oh, the, the East is weak. Yeah, I realized too. A lot of the wins came from the West Coast with the with the Milwaukee Bucks. So, and they and they, and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, as that people know, like I'm getting MVP again, again because yeah. what he's doing is all the world. The reason we keep LeBron True. so high, you know, I am a LeBron fan, but I'm not. I'm not. This is not a biased thing. But the body of of, of the work LeBron James is doing as a 17 year vet, it's kind of unheard of to be averaging 25, mm-hmm. 7 to at that. In that type of age range, but the, the assist may be. I think he, I think LeBron leads the league in assists. I think LeBron averaged ten assists a game. So when you're looking at a guy like LeBron James at the age he's doing it in, still going hard, LeBron James, yes, he's first in the league in assists, averaging 10, 10.8 assists. No small forward ever in NBA history has led the league in NBA assists. That's why I'm keeping LeBron James right there at number two for sure. Giannis could walk away with the MVP which is possible, but that's that's how I see it. 
And my and hindsight, but if they had to pick a winner right now, they say Dante. We know you're a Bron fan. Who who's walking with the MVP? No lie, I'm going to tell you, Giannis Antetokounmpo, from the body of work that he's putting in from day one until now, from the player he was was to the player that he now is. Um, all facts. <laughs> now NBA All Star snubs, Marcus. Let them have it. Um, I, I really think you know Devin Booker should have made it. Ooh, over hope because I was thinking the same thing. I had I had Devin Booker should have made it as a reserve. Um, it's it's very hard to say over who, but I think he definitely should have made it. Um, I I'm going through the list here, so we're gonna go you know the Western reserves and let me look it up real quick. Uh-huh. Conference NBA. <laughs> I might have to say over Russell Westbrook here. You know Russell Westbrook was my snub because the Houston Rockets. With the small ball thing they got going on, I don't know how long it's going to last. So I look at how they've been playing, like, with that. certain like a, So far, since they went small ball, James Harden sit down in a game or two, and Russell Westbrook played one. Rus- James Harden played two or three games, and Russell Westbrook sit down. So I'll let you know those two, can they coexist? Yeah, we know they coexist when they played for the Thunder, but they was young. You're talking about James Harden at the time before he grew the beard, I was coming off the bench. Uh... Russell Westbrook was finding himself still. We knew Kevin Durant was the shooter for the OKC Thunder. But when I look at this Houston Rockets team, I thought that he should have been a stud. I thought that Russell Westbrook should have been there. I thought Devin Booker had a, a good chance of being an all-star this year. His work is, is, is speaks for itself. Yes, we know he played for the Phoenix Suns, and they regularly is with this until they get that man some help. But as of late, they have been a different team. I've been watching Kelly, Kelly Oubre Jr. has been stepping up more, which right. I like to see. We know sure Ricky is. Rubio been playing playing more aggressively. Then with DeAndre A coming back from his suspension has been, they has been a team. They've been a team I've been watching a lot on the lead pass. Just like I've been watching the Hawks. Very intrigued with what was going on with them. That's your stuff. Who is your, who is your, uh, you got another stuff out there who got, who got shattered in the All-Star? Uh, he was the, really the main one. Um, and then a guy, I kind of, I wouldn't say he is snub, but I really wanted to see him make the All Star team. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, because I feel mm-hmm. like he carried he carried Brooklyn during that time. Kyrie was out, and now Kyrie back out. Um, but I don't, I really, I really can't take any of the Eastern reserves out. Oh no, like, not, you go just run past my boy like that. Who, who's that? Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal <laughs> should have been an All Star. Should have been an all-star. Like, like Kyle Lowry. Right? Okay, yeah. I can see Bradley Bill could have got in over Kyle Lowry. I'm not a I Kyle Lowry fan. But I do respect the game of basketball, the work he put in. But what Kyle Lowry do that, that's so different? Kyle Lowry averaged the same points every year in assists. He's stuck at 20. <laughs> he, don't go, he don't go past 20. He's stuck at 20, Marcus. He don't do nothing significant. Like, he, he he's... He still give you moments where he go through cold stretches like Bradley Bill. We know he played for the Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards is not the same without John Wall as that one-two punch. And once my guy John Wall come back, we're going to see. Yep, they we're should de- definitely improve once he come back. It would de- significantly improve. Washington Wizards will be making the playoffs next year once John Wall come back next year. Um, I thought Bradley Bill should have been, should have been an all-star. Like, yeah, it's a tough season, a tough stretch. But for all he's been doing for the, for the team, I know they can't get wins. They're still in a young core. 
You talk about Bradley Beal right now in the NBA market, sitting at number five in scoring, averaging twenty nine point one points per game. Averaging twenty nine points per game. You tell me that's not all star worthy. You you got and it, 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 you know the sad part about it though. Devin Booker is at number ten with twenty six points per game. So you got two guys in the top ten in scoring, and the, and the first time in thirty five years are not all. Hmm. I mean that's true. I mean yeah, I, I agree. He can. Kyle Lowry could have set out. He's been in enough All-Star games. I would have put Brad Beal. Yeah, I think Brad Beal deserved an idol wrong. And Lou Williams should have been an All-Star. Me, personally. He should have been an All-Star. He could have been over, over uh, Westbrook. He could have been an All-Star. Donovan Mitchell was a, was a guy in, which I thought was great. Rudy Gobert got in, which I thought was good. You know, defensive player. You got your scoring guy. But you look at the at the trend that was going around in some of the All-Star games, it's a lot of team. It's a lot of t- players on the All Star, which is two guys from the same team. Right. You got Siakam, Lowry, Brown, and AD. Uh, it, it would have been Kawhi and, and Paul George, but but the thing I'm saying though, the coaches have to get it right. That's it's about how the, how the fans vote. It's about how the fans <laughs> vote for All Star. Fans vote for their favorite player first and foremost. They want to see, but the coaches got to get this right too with the players. No, some of these coaches got grudges against some of these players too. From Torch Nah, he ain't been an All Star. <laughs> he torched. He torched us last week. You can't. That's how coaches think. That's yeah, so definitely how they think. <laughs> you, it's, it's only natural. Like, no, I can't right. believe him, man. He torched us. The whole thing is to get him in, get to know the player, so he become a free agent. No, what? Well, you can play for me. You got some certain players use the All Star game as a recruitment tool too, as well, because they off for a whole week. You could, we know, we can hang around each other too, where we want to do. So that was my all-star stub too as well. Bradley B Bradley Bill. I thought he was gonna be the name too as well, Marcus, that will come up in trades. So I thought he's gonna oh, yeah. be the guy who's gonna get traded around too. That's gonna help out the team and start make that playoff push. Yeah, because you know he signed that extension. He he wasn't eligible to be traded. So he would have to wait till the offseason to be to be dealt. If he wanna be dealt, like you just mentioned, you know, John Wall coming back, you know, mm-hmm. they'll probably be right in the thick of things next year. Right, because you talk about a guy that easily must John Wall come back, a guy who will probably go back into averaging about twenty some points per game. You end up with Bradley Beal twenty some per game, and you got your little duo back. Now the whole thing is, I just gotta find some pieces that gel well with them. So anything is possible on this note. Um, any closing words or remarks you gotta say, Marcus? Oh man, I think we we did it. We nailed this one. We got uh, what? Ten topics now. <laughs> right. So you know how we do it, folks. Hey, thank y'all for tuning tuning in. Listen to the after hours live for the man cave. This wouldn't be possible without you guys who give us a listen. We appreciate to all the listeners out there here in America, overseas, wherever you may be a, a sports lover. We appreciate you guys. This is Tay Wits. This is Mark Senior. We out of here. Peace. Peace. If your footwear is out of date, head to runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. That's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com, where they're committed to bringing the latest brands and quality shoes from Nike, Adidas, Puma, and the Jordan brand. Again, that's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us.
We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.